Tonight on Gravely Amusing, it's the Friday the 13th special part one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another slightly handsome episode of Gravely Amusing, the only podcast that would walk 500 miles and would walk 500 more just to be the podcast that walked 500 miles and fell down at your door. Da 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 da. Anybody else? No. Da 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 da. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I am your out of breath host, the one and only man child of mystery, Brian Peters. Thank you for listening, everybody. You fans are the best thing that's happened to me since they invented thermoses that had the little snack holder on top so I could sip my Coke and eat pizza rolls, have them right there. It's really genius. I it's saw this soup. below with my wifey last night. Yeah, it's for soup, man. The thermos keeps it warm. It's for soup? Why would, but what if I want... Why would I, I put soup I made it, I guess. on top of a mug with Coke in it? Oh, you're onto something there now. If I have pizza rolls, I can get eat the pizza roll. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to buy one. They just didn't have nice colors. <laughs> uh, tonight we have a very scary, very frightening, very special two-part episode of Gravely Amusing. Dun, dun, it dun. is the Friday the 13th special. This is not... I was going to say, you need some looking <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not only dropping on Friday the 13th, but it is a Friday the 13th in freaking October. I mean, you couldn't get any luckier. It was the perfect pairing. Had to do it. Speaking of perfect pairings, I had to talk about this franchise with my buddies. So join me tonight are five of the best of the best of the best, sir. With honors. First is my that's a men in black reference. Come on, people. All right. First <laughs> is my co-host of the upcoming second podcast from me, titled BPN of Finch, a superhero podcast that will talk about Marvel, DC, really anything comic book. I based. in that. Maybe Star Wars too. We'll probably yeah. We'll throw anything in there. We'll talk. Okay, you will. You will. <laughs> but we're going to talk about anything that strikes our fancy. Um, because Gravely Musing is horror-based, so and I want to talk about more, and Finch wants to talk about more, so BP and the Finch is happening. Thanks to everybody here. Um, our first official episode is going to drop on October 20th. God willing, we can get the schedules together, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man villains versus Batman villains. Heck yeah, buddy. Spider-Man game is yeah. dropping. Uh, Finch came up with this idea. It is a freaking awesome idea. Who has the better villains? No better Rose Gallery in DC than Batman. No better Rose Gallery in Marvel than Spider-Man. They are my two favorite superheroes in the whole universe. Spider-Man wins. Maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> Tune in and find out. <laughs> it's exactly. Gonna be, it's going to be the battle of the old men defending Batman versus the young guns defending Spider-Man. It is something you absolutely cannot miss. BP in the fence. You can come to us for Marvel and DC, Star Wars stuff, anything pop culture, um, and we would love to have you. So that is coming very soon. Uh, this Finch guy I'm introducing after my commercial break there, I apologize, <laughs> is my beautiful black companion, my BBC of 20-something years. No, 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 no. The Black Panther, <laughs> my Iron Man. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Jeray Finch, how you doing, man? Uh, not a real doctor, uh, but yeah, hey, uh, happy to be back, you know. Um, looking forward to breaking down Friday the 13th. Jeray, drop the verse. <laughs> no dignity, no doubt. Shorty, get down. There it is. Get down, good luck. <laughs> Next, we have the love child of Fat Bastard and Felicity Shagwell, the future father of the one who will bring balance to the force. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lord, what? Trey Cleveland Brown. No, <laughs> I'm honored to have that dad. I love, I love him. He's a good guy. I mean, he got me in the subway diet. So, <laughs> next we have the man who rivals me in horror knowledge and Spider-Man knowledge. One of the best young artists this side of Mississippi. A man who will take PTO to make sure he plays the new <laughs> Spider-Man game or Pokemon <laughs> game. I could be hey, more proud. I hope his employer is not listening to this. I could be more proud of this guy. No. <laughs> it's locked oh, in. Yeah, no. That PTO <laughs> scheduled is not improper. <laughs> it's locked in. What is up, Brandon? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we're happy to have you, man. I'm glad you made it. Absolutely. Um, and I uh, this is this is our team for the night. So um so in part one of this Friday the 13th podcast, we're going to discuss the first six Friday the 13th films in chronological order. So basically what that means is when we get to the second half, things are kind of a mess. Uh, some things are not even considered canical. Um, believe it or not, Jason 10 is not canon. They, they put it as not official canon. Like I, I looked up, I talked to the screenwriters and directors that was doing the rights. They, they, well, I didn't talk to them personally, but I wish. But they, they don't put Jason Ten as canon. Now, Everything else did, is canon. Did you know not that Jason, Jason X, which is really not canon, has the highest kill count throughout the franchise? Okay, okay. We're gonna talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about that because okay. I was surprised about the kill counts in movies. We're definitely talking about that tonight and tomorrow. Um, yes. Uh, also, in a couple weeks, we are going to do a 45th anniversary uh, special. We're going to do a 45th anniversary special with Halloween, Michael Myers. So we have a lot of awesome stuff going on to you. Um, I just, just the reason I bring that up is because. Until 2018, um, Friday the 13th was the highest grossing money-making horror franchise, slasher franchise, until 2018 when Halloween came around. So maybe Friday the 13th 
can uh, be able to come back one day. Who knows? Um, all right, boys. So we tonight. I want to discuss tonight. Tomorrow, I want to discuss what we like, what we hate. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to discuss the second half of films. Tonight, just the first six. And I asked these boys to rank all these films and send me individual lists. So no one knows how anyone else ranked them, only me. So in part two, I'm going to reveal those rankings and give you the gravely amusing official Friday the 13th film ranking. Uh, so we got a little mystery going on here. No one knows how anybody ranked anything. But um, And then we'll also talk about the hope for the Friday the 13th future. So let's get started. And all right, first film, Friday the 13th. Now, I won't go into uh, production stuff here and all the deets of every film, but I'll save that for the future season of the show on slashers because I will do a whole season on slashers. Um, but I'm going to give a little refresh of the film and the plot before we attack it. So. So this was the first film. The franchise was created basically as a direct response to the success of Halloween. So Halloween, of course, is basically the blueprint of slasher films. Um, I hope Zack Snyder takes over this franchise. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag save the Halloverse. No, I'm just, I'm just messing. Um, but we're going to take on Halloween on Halloween. This is Jason and Mommy Time. So this movie's budget was all was about half a million and it made just over $16 million. The movie was released on May 9th, 1980 by Paramount Pictures. Uh, this was a studio that never really wanted a horror franchise, but sure was glad to cash those checks. I mean, can you blame them? <laughs> all right. So this movie starts out and the whole franchise starts with this scene. It starts with some counselor, counselors having sex in 1958 and being murdered at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, several several years later, uh, we meet Anne, who gets picked up and taken to the halfway point on her way to Camp Crystal Lake. She hears from this driver that in 1957, so this is about this is so this this is in 1979. So we are like 18, 18 years, if I'm doing the math right. 18? I, I believe I believe 18. Yeah, 18 years. Right? 20? 20? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not doing math tonight. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Jason Voorhees drowned in the lake in 1957. Uh, he drops her off the halfway point because he's not that nice of a guy as we thought. And she gets picked up by somebody else. And they chase her into the woods and slash her throat. Uh, the camp was reopened in 1979 and bought by a Steve Christie. These kids have sex. They die. We don't know who's killing them in this movie. Until some woman shows up and claims to be a, a friend of the Christie's. But then she reveals that her son, Jason, drowned in the lake. And she blames that on sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So mother knows best, and she attacks this final girl, Alice. Alice whacks her head off. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, boys. She it, she whack her head off with a machete, or is it, it a two-by-four? Because I could have sworn it was always a two-by-four. 
It is a machete. Okay. Sure. Well, oh, jumping ahead to I always thought the it was next a two by four on, on the beach. If you remember correctly, the shrine in Jason's shed specifically has Pamela's head and the same machete laying next to her that decapitated her. So. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so that's so the machete. Yeah. Oh, that's a better. That's a better story. Look at the brain on this guy. <laughs> I suck. I no, suck. Hey, I. See, that's a better storyline. That all along it was the machete that whacked his mom's head off. That's good. That's how did I miss that? Gosh, I suck. What am I doing? Um, but yeah, so she chops Pam's head off with a machete, even though she, this woman, is like eighty pounds soaking wet. Like I don't know how she had the force to do that, but she did it. She falls asleep on the boat, and somehow Jason pulls comes out of the water, pulls her down, and she wakes up in the hospital. And the cops say, you know, or she says Jason's still out there. So that's the only movie I'm going to really describe in detail because it's it's where it all starts. So, boys, let's talk kills. Let's talk the reveal of Pamela at the end. Ham. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk gravy. So. Neither oh, am I. Man, I'm a big ham guy. Yep. I'm, I'm not a big turkey guy. If you give, <laughs> if you give me some ham, I will ham, a little bit of maple glaze on that, boy. Some cherries. Cherry. Oh, boy, yeah. And a little bit of that pineapple. <laughs> My God, what the hell are we doing? Let's get some ham. So. Hey, we got a we got a month to go. We oh, can't <laughs> wait. Lately, these past few years, my wife's been, like growing up. I never eat cranberry sauce, and I never freaking ate turkey. Like I never was all about it. My wife's been putting like cranberry sauce with this orange zest, and <laughs> boy, oh boy, boy, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get some freaking hand. All right, so how many kills? You boy, we'll start here. How many kills do you think? I have 10. Finch, what do you think? I was gonna say like eight. I don't remember it. I know I watched it, but I just don't remember how many number of kills. Brandon, yeah, I I don't remember exactly how many she had. She had 10. 10 kills. So this movie starts off with 10 kills right off the bat. Good old Trey. Did his study and good job, buddy. This is boy. And <laughs> after my own heart, man of research. Um, quickly clock. I apologize. Okay. So well, I just want to see what you guys think of these movies here. So let's start with Brandon. Like Brandon, my man. What what do you think are the good things of this movie? What do you think are the bad things of this movie? Well, this movie this movie was okay. I, I did I did rank it pretty low on my list. Um <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, 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 don't reveal the numbers. <laughs> okay, so we're not doing numbers yet. Okay. Um it was okay. I mean it it was it was it was a fun movie. I mean, they went out of the they went out of their way with the gore. And yeah. that's what made this whole franchise stand out. I mean, it started with the gore. They took the gore to the max in the forthcoming movies. So you, so you say, like, 
for this to start out like as the de facto opening movie for Friday the 13th, like this was a good start. Do you think that was a good start? I mean, yeah, that they they started the story with Jason, and I mean, the that, that's the whole reason we love these movies is because of Jason. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good starting point. Okay, what did you hate about this movie? So, one of the reasons, like I said, I did put it on low on my ranking. I'm not going to tell you the exact number, but one of the big reasons I did rank it low. Is because, like I said, the reason we love the Friday the 13th movies is because of Jason. So I ranked this one pretty low because obviously Jason's not in it. And they don't. But he is in it. He is. Yeah, but not the Jason we know and love. The reason we watch Jason movies. I, I just, I wasn't a fan of this one. Like, this one was not my favorite. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> that's fair. That's fair. Um, Trey. So, in today's standards, you know, it, it's it doesn't it doesn't seem to hold up well. But we <laughs> have you. we have to look at it this way. I mean, the film was made in 1980. Okay. In the 1980s, yes, it drew inspiration from a classic horror yep. film slash slasher film, Halloween. That that film alone, I mean, scared people. Yeah. It scared babysitters all over the world. But then I think uh, back in that time, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sure did. We've seen oh, yeah. another this horror true, come out from around that time. That again, hold out a lot better. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, Save that for. But I think with the first <laughs> film, I want to hear it being in the 1980s, drawing inspiration from Halloween, obviously they had to go a different direction. Oh, yeah, you know, we can't do babysitters. So let's do camp counselors. Let's go, let's go put it at a summer camp. That's a great idea. Let's do that. We don't want to be a direct copy of Halloween. How can we be different? How can we be unique? Um, so then, you know, exactly. probably didn't spark as much fear as the Halloween film did, but... I guarantee you there were people going to summer camps in the eighties. Like, uh, I don't want this to be like Friday the 13th, man. Um, I don't want this happening. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's biggest selling point was the gore factor. I mean, they and, you, and another look, thing. look at Hollywood. You've seen there wasn't a lot of blood. You barely seen Michael Myers on screen. See, see that's, that's what the directors, they wanted mm-hmm. to change. They wanted it to be gory. They wanted See, to make sure the, the thing that disappoints me, though, for this film. And it, again, it goes back a little bit to Halloween. Those films, the reason Halloween wasn't so gory was because the funds they had. Same thing with Friday the 13th. It didn't have much funding. You know, horror was not that big of a thing. At this time frame, it's like, you know, it's new. You know, we got to see what we can get out of it. So obviously Paramount's not going to put all their money into a genre that's not well, you know, established or uh, well um, put out there and stuff like that. So, yep, yep. It was, yeah, it was like a testing round. Like, yeah, like, like this was yep. still it's, in the test. Get our like, feet is wet. Slasher is going to make us money because because Paramount 
Exactly, because Paramount was mm-hmm. like, we don't want to do, we don't want to be a horror, a horror studio. We don't want to do it. And and like, and the time slashers began horror, yeah. like about every ten years, horror changes. Ten to twenty years, the genre changes. Like in the thirties and forties, you had that black and white. You know, well, like mm. in the nineteen hundreds and the twenties, all horror movies were silent. So when the thirties came around. Yep. And sound was added. People didn't know how to react. People didn't know what to do. Like, like, so when you're watching mm-hmm. a lot of universal horror movies, there's not a lot of speech at times because because they didn't know how to react to the sound. And then, you know, it was all about like taking things from literary ways. And then when you get in the fifties, people are like, yep. robots, bug-eyed monsters, kaiju's. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're getting more creative with stuff. But then, like in the seventies, near the end of that seventies, man, then they're like, "Okay, horror's changing. People aren't liking these big eyed monsters. What, what, you know, what can we do?" And the, you know, Vietnam was happening. Like, mm-hmm. pe- women were having a bit more independence and stuff. So when you did babysitters, yep, like there was a baby boom, like that scared people and and camps were opening like <laughs> summer camps boom counselors dying scare people like it's just horror evolves and that's what this whole podcast is about showing that showing that uh, evolution um that no, no you're fine basically yeah, i was just ta- i was just talking about how it was you know i believe well like they were dabbling it and stuff like that trying to get it established now now, now, is it okay for me to speak on some scenes of this yeah, film right, or right, some characters, right. some theories? Okay, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But wait, but well, so okay. let's talk, let's, I want to see what Dre. I got you. Uh, go for has it. to say before we start, start elaborating a bit. Finch, go ahead, man. Yeah. Sorry, I had to unmute myself there. Um, well, uh, I think it was a good starting point. I will say it's, you know, it doesn't hold up as well as uh, some of the other ones. Um, but, you know, you get the, obviously, she's angry because of they killed, they allowed her son to die. And then the franchise continues to exist because she dies at the end. You know what I mean? And now her son gets revenge so, or is out for resent, revenge and all that. So, I mean, it is a good starting point um, for the time. Some of the kills were pretty good. Um, it's just, you know, it's not my favorite of the franchise. That's so. fair. Yeah. So um, just, just give my thoughts before we go into to, to more detail here. And then we move on to part two. Um, I'm, I mean, you guys know, I, I'm a writer. I'm a story guy. I, I think from a from a story standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, like the first four movies were supposed to be it. Well, the first movie was supposed to be it, really. And then as it continued, these first four movies were a whole story. So looking at the first four movies, um, it's a pretty tight story. Like, you know, we get this woman that worked at a camp. Her son had disabilities. He had a little bit of deformity, you know. Um, everybody can relate to be bullied. Um, 
you know, kids can relate to being bullied, being different, being called different names. So, <laughs> and when we talk about what we want for the future, um, someone please remind me that I'm saying this, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I think that Friday the 13th focusing on bullying and a mother's love that, that is a scary thing. What, what, what is a mother willing to do mm-hmm. to get back at losing a child? And story-wise, I mean, for 1980, the way they did it was pretty, was pretty good. Does it hold up in 2023? I, I don't think this movie, for me, I don't watch it repeatedly a lot. But I watch it repeatedly more than I watch some other ones later. But story-wise, it's a good origin for Jason. Um, I'm not so mad that Jason's not, not. Uh, I'm not so mad mm-hmm. that Jason is not in it so much because it's an origin story of why, what, what, what motivates Jason? You killed my mom, and I'm, I'm coming for you. So story-wise, I'm cool with that. So, uh, any last thoughts on part one? Uh, did they ever uh, actually like it's titled Friday the Thirteenth? Did they ever? So say it's that it marked on the calendar, I believe. I believe there. Are, I believe there are references to um, calendars. Okay. I think the opening scene they kind of talk about it. I could be wrong. Um, I think it was like two weeks ago. I seen it. So okay. So um, I think they do talk about but, it. They talk about. But originally, yeah. this whole Sorry, franchise. It wasn't even supposed to be called Friday the 13th. It, it was supposed to be called Long Night at Camp Blood. So, yeah, well, so uh, they were on uh, the fence about it back and forth. Title. And eventually they were just like, you know what, let's just stick with, you know, Friday the 13th. It just, the, and I think the reason they stuck with that title was because, you know, even before the film, um, it's funny cause I was talking about doing this podcast tonight with a customer at work and they're like, Oh, so was Friday the 13th, you know, was it, was it, you know, spooky before, um, you know, the movies and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. You know, there was all these stories, you know, these, uh, legends around the number 13 and then the Friday the 13th. So, Oh, absolutely. So I think that's why they stuck with that title. <laughs> Selling our podcast at work, my man. But quick question. There is, I I do have a theory on this, so is it okay if we dive into this part a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so. (laughs) Now, one of the characters, um, I forget his name all of a sudden, Crazy Ralph. So, I finally, I, I finally, I finally did a little bit of research on it, but I found out why he was added. Um, But that's, that's something else entirely. But um, one of the scenes, the reason I think crazy Ralph was affiliated with Pamela was because in one of the scenes, you will notice that the killer of Annie, um, the cook who hitches a ride to the camp when she is killed, um, the killer doesn't have a ring on his finger uh, on his left hand or his right hand. The next scene when the killer's POV is looking at the counselors swimming in the lake, there's a ring that you can later identify as Pamela's ring at the end of the film 
So it's like, is there a mysterious killer at work? So. Hmm. So do you, okay. Okay. So you, you said to me a few weeks ago, you said, you said that Jason was driving the car, that Jason picked her up because. because I initially thought. Because you didn't that, see a ring on the finger. Well, well, because you got to realize, Jason at this point isn't a boy anymore. No, come on, he, I mean, he's probably a teenager. But, but no, so at this point, though, I'm when I did tell you that, I, was, I looked back and I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy. He's <laughs> deformed. He's ugly. You know, no one wants to look at that. It is whatever." Um, well, actually, what's that? In the original, he doesn't have a car with him. Yep. Yep. He doesn't have an Aquaman teaching him how to drive. You yep, know? exactly. But <laughs> so nobody's I mean, jumping in the car with here, that guy. Here's a, oh, yeah, right. That's right. That's right. He originally, but um, here's the far stretch of my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be butchering his name wrong. Um, Eli, uh, um, what's his dad's name? Elias. You know, apparently, Jason. The story is that Jason was Elias. born out of wedlock. So is Elias still around or? Yep. That's how they get you. Like that old woman in Liar Liar. Women shaking their, shaking their tails. The woman folks shaking their tail. $10 for something rather spin it on the hooker whatever <laughs> that's a good theory though. like i mean because honestly in that movie a lot of those kills you, you think about when it's revealed that it's an old lady i mean she's not that old but you know it's revealed that it's an older lady and you're like how the hell she killed that one guy and then that other guy you know what i mean like how'd she exactly. kill kevin bacon bro come on like <laughs> you know what I mean? no hollow man <laughs> right Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she definitely had to have help. That's 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 it. See, 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 I'm glad we're bringing this up because so watching those movies, like I always wondered if Crazy Ralph was Jason's father. Like, and and when we get into part two, you know, we see we see Crazy Ralph again. But I always wondered, like, is he Jason's dad? But like, as he's going around, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't saying like that's Jason's dad. You know, so if he, you know, if Jason's born out of wedlock and Ralph's the dad, whatever. I mean, we know he's really probably not, but mm-hmm. I like the theory of a, a multiple killers in the first one. And, you think and, he was crazy before okay, so, or after Pamela? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Pamela wasn't on the really, right rails. Uh, how do you say, uh, halala, halala. Are you, um, are, you, are you talking about a looks? I thought you were talking about her sanity. She wasn't hot. <laughs> you know. She wasn't good at that. Well, I mean, you know, I assume I, I would feel that Pamela was probably a little past aggressive. You know? Hey, some if, guys uh, like that, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, some guys. They're they're insane. Um, <laughs> Not all but, right. uh, but, uh, but so the first one, first movie, a good start. So second movie, let's move on here. Second movie came out a year later on May 1st, 1981. So they're banging these out. Boom, boom, boom. Cause it's making money. 
Uh, the budget was 1.5 mil, 1.25 mil. Nice. And the movie made 21.7 million. It is the first movie where Jason is the star. It's the first film where Jason is the killer. Uh, he wears a bag over his head in this movie. He dresses like a hillbilly. <laughs> Uh, he probably is paying his bill at Spectrum. Could, could, um, could they get Spectrum out of yeah, Camp yeah, Crystal Lake? Is, I'm not sure. Well, in some parts of the country. <laughs> I'll run the address and let you know. <laughs> it's, it's in Jersey, so I, I, it might be. It might be Comcast area because it's Comcast out of Philly. I do believe it's Comcast. Oh, no, we need, Brandon, find out. We need to know. We always work <laughs> from everybody, so, except fans. We all work to Spectrum. So anyway, um, this is so timeline. This is five years after Pamela got her head whacked off. So the first movie happened in 1979. This movie is happening in 1984. Jason is 38 years old at this time. So if Jason was born in on June 13th. 1946. So in the first movie, that's how they mentioned Friday the 13th is when, um, when Pamela is revealing the story, she says it was his birthday. Like Friday the 13th was his birthday. Um, so, and when they're at the campfire, um, the, the Christy guy is, is going through and tells the date it happened. So, that's where we get Friday the 13th. But this was originally meant to be an anthology, just like Halloween was. It was supposed to be, was supposed to be made, you know, talk about superstition. But they, you know, they had to go with what worked. And what worked was this story of this kid. And when Jason pulled her down at the end, people were like, well, what happened to Jason? So that's how we got the sequel. And that's how Jason really became something. So this movie... Jason's 38 years old. This cements Jason as a serial killer, as, as a slasher. This is the movie that does it. So, yeah, Jason was born June 13th, 1946, on a Friday. Um, so any listeners that are pushing 40 years old, I am, Finches, um, just get a motorcycle, okay? Don't go on a killing spree for your middle life crisis. Just get a motorcycle. Um, see the country. You know, it's understandable though, man. The way things are happening. Jason 2.0. Jason it, 2.0 has entered the chat. <laughs> Keep Vince away from kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, Brian Peters, disavow any knowledge of anything <laughs> of what Dre Finch. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, before. Jure turned 40. Uh, he was a nice guy. Any action <laughs> beyond that, I, I don't know that man. Uh, uh, dated 9.30.23, 10.57pm Eastern Standard Time. There you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this franchise absolutely loves to mess with the timeline. I don't think they really pay attention to anything going on except these four foreign movies. But uh, this movie starts off with uh, Jason hunting down Alice, the girl that killed his mom. And he stabs her in the head. Well, he puts he puts the mom's head in the fridge. And then she opens the fridge. I thought the opening is pretty cool. Like one of the best parts of the movie. Um, especially so because, what's that? I thought so too. 
yeah, it's one of the best parts of the movie. And then after he kills her, he takes the tea kettle and, you know, takes it off the burner. I mean, what a gentleman. I mean, come on. Um, but this movie you can't have a forest fire. Come on now. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, this movie would be very upset with them. <laughs> uh, this movie is a little weird. Um, it's, it's not one of the strongest ones. A lot of people say, I mean, your final girl is a dog named muffin. Um, <laughs> Jason is defeated at the end of this movie. So we find out that Jason had a shrine for his mom. And the machete that killed his mom is on the front. See, I remember that. Um, but he has his mom's head there. He has his mom's sweater she was wearing in the shrine in the woods. And they, Jason chases the final people to the shrine. The girl puts on this dirty, blood-stained, bacteria-filled, pre-COVID, nasty-ass sweater. I wouldn't even put it in That was in style, dude. Life. She and wanted to go out in style. <laughs> like, and she doesn't even take it off after they like, like she's just like, like, oh my gosh, like, ugh. um, I'm OCD. I hate freaking hate germs and nasty shit. Like, I just I can't do it. But Jason is defeated with a machete to like the yeah. juggler. Juggler, it's like right in the shoulder blade. They defeat him, and he juggler. falls out. Yeah. Um, it's to the juggler, whatever. Um, <laughs> and he falls over, and yeah. So that's part two. Uh, how many kills do you think Jason had in this movie? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say ten. Seven? Twelve. <laughs> Seven. Because you did twelve. <laughs> twelve, ten. The answer is ten. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk about this movie, Brandon. What's that? I'm I'm seeing a pattern here. Exactly. But the pattern is going to change soon. Um, Brandon, what's good about this movie? What sucks? Lay um, on me, bro. I, I did I did I actually like this one. This was a good sequel. Uh like I like how it opens with the campfire and they're telling the story of Jason. It it sets it sets the mood for the movie, and I really like that. Um this I is also like the first movie that introduces the smart final girl. She, thank you. She, yeah. was, she, was, yeah. she, she played it cool, man. She, she, uh, she earned the right to survive. She, uh, she put movie. on this nasty ass sweater. Yes, yeah, she put on the nasty cardigan. She looked cozy. <laughs> um, she it did fit her. Yeah, she convinced Jason that she was his his mom, and it was working for her. I, I, I actually like this one. Nice. What did you hate? What did I hate? What did I hate? Uh, not much, honestly. I, I I do feel like this was a really strong sequel. It was a good introduction. It was good, like first outing for Jason. Exactly. I I, I thought this movie did really well. This actually. film to me nice. is Trey. the human human form of Jason at his best. Well, let me rephrase that. At the beginning of his best, you know, he's starting to get a taste for it. He's starting to get a feel for it. And we're starting to see that he's not just, you know, some, you know, dumb, deranged serial killer. I mean, it's there. This is a little bit arguable. But if you think about it in part two, 
this, there is a scene where it can be considered to be one of Jason's most iconic kills, but not because of how gruesome it is, but because it shows that it gives us the proof that he's not just some off the wall, you know, is not thinking how to take these counselors out one by one. One of the scenes it shows one of the counselors, Scott, has been snared dangling from a tree. So we know that Jason is pretty fluent out in the wild of creating traps, of being efficient, you know, surviving on his own. He, he builds a snare to trap a human being. And then again, not your most gruesome, but, you know, just the traditional come behind him, slit his throat. That is it. And it's interesting that in the same movie where we're seeing Jason with a little bit of intelligence and his yes. killing, yes. that we also see what can manipulate him. And and yes. like seeing seeing like images of his mom, like they're implanting yep. this as it was, and, you know, and they really get into it in the fourth movie, but they're implanting that what the weakness of Jason is. Like I think it's very important that yes. these that there is somewhat of a weakness in these killers. There, there has to be. He, something he's not just a hundred percent. You know, well, there's no that, way to stop that, him. That, he, know, he's a human being. You know, he can be stopped. You know, th- there's there's got to be a way, and they show that. Um, and I completely forgot about this. I'm ashamed that I forgot about this. But one of the most iconic kills that outranks the snare trap is going to be. Um, I cannot remember his name. I believe it was Mark, but the wheelchair the counselor in the wheelchair, the infamous machete. No, that was two. That was, was it? That was good. No, I'm wrong. I'm jumping ahead. Am I? I'm pretty sure two has. No, you're right. I'm, I'm, I think two does. Yes, it was. No, two. He he was, was okay. Wearing a red jersey. Okay. Like a, yep. Yes. Played the games. Yep. That's, that's true. I mean, he, he was like playing, Machete across man. the head. Like they, they took to another kills. level. Yeah, like, look, yep. Everyone Mach- dies in this movie. Machete Even the paraplegic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, um, equal, ma- equal opportunity murder. <laughs> equal fight, equal rights. They're, they're, they're but I mean, a machete to the face, down a flight of stairs, just but, out in the woods. I mean, that that shows you his his true strength. I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, slash to the head and he's sitting there. He hits him so hard he's going down a flight of stairs. I mean, that's crazy. Yes. The poor guy bouncing around. on it, It's rough. It's rough. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I th- it's, I, um, yeah. And I that's think one of the other things that I like <laughs> about this stop. is <laughs> we get to see the face of him. Because in the first film, you see him as a child and it's, it's disturbing to see a child that way, you know, with, you know, fish, like, you know, decaying flesh, you know, uh, moss and all that stuff and algae growing over you. But then to see him the way he is at the end of the film, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, scary looking dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, this film, I think this is, you know, this is pretty much we're seeing him on the path of becoming one of the most destructive serial killers we see in, in all of the slasher genres. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's going down the right path. <laughs> Finch. What, you, right think? Moment. what, are you, what are you thinking, Finch? 
well, you guys have kind of uh, like to hear that. changed my mind a little bit because I the only notes I have the Let's only notes it. I Let's have for this one is boring. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, just you know, he doesn't have the mask. Ranking now. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the mask, you know. So it's like that's not Jason to me. But obviously, you know, you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, his intricate kills and his intelligence. And then you're, you're I mean, honestly, I'll be honest. Yeah. I watched all of these within yep. like a span of days. So a lot of them do run Same. together. So like, that's why when you're like, oh, wait, is that, am I moving ahead? Because I'm trying to think like when Brian's talking about the beginning, this is the one where uh, it's like the dude that has like the, the convenience store. That one's three. Clotheslines, that one's and then three. His wife is like yelling at him. Nope, that's that was the, the first. The first three oh, okay, D so film for see, them. I'm, yeah, so yeah, the first, the first three kind of like run together. Yep. Yeah, they just they just kind of blend. No, no, but, there's a reason for that though. There's a reason for that. Yeah, but good. Um, yeah, no, he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do always, I do always like the ending of part two where she does put on the sweater because then you know. That kind of comes back again in, uh, I think, part four with Tommy. Well, you know, kind of. Um, and it, it, like you said, it, it starts mm-hmm. to develop that pattern yep. of like his weakness is, you know, his mom. But his strength is yeah. his mom too, kind of. You know what I mean? Like that's what's fueling him to keep going forward. So, I don't two know. Two is the one. Is two no. the one that had the, uh, the biker yeah, ding in it? That, is, that, that is three. I think that's three. Um. Brian, I got a quick question okay. for you, though. Yeah. What happens? I can't remember his name, but what happens to our main man with Jenny at the end of the film before she's yeah, before she is grabbed out of the window by Jason? The he's in the he's in the cabin with her. But then fast forward that, you know, there's that quick, quick, bright flash. He's gone. Where is he? He disappears. We don't know where it goes, but he shows up. And he, he shows no, no, no. Up I'm, say, I'm saying after that, though. Because if you no, we don't. We don't know. No way. He, like, he gets stabbed, wounded, but at the end, before they they are in the cabin, and then there's that final knock at the door, and then they're both like, "Oh no, it's him at the door. It's the dog. It's Muffin. Muffin survived." So he's 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 with her, but then Jason comes through the window and grabs yeah. her. At the end, at the end, it flashes white. She's being carted off on a stretcher. Where's our, where's our main man? Where's our knight in shining armor? He's MIA. Yeah. There, there are several characters exactly. that survived these movies, and we don't know where they go. Like it, and 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 Trey, where I was talking the other day, and we were like trying to keep these notes of like who. Like who survives and stuff, because because I mean we'll talk about him a bit, but I always thought I always remembered as a kid that Tommy Jarvis nope. died yeah. at at the end of six, but he does not. But we'll get to Tommy Jarvis in a bit. Um, Did you so, give us? I, I don't think we've heard any your last thoughts, thoughts on it. part two. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I am important. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> so so and. So in two, like I'm kind of hung mm-hmm. up because Jason gets really iconic when he gets the hockey mask. Um, but I I think I do feel that there's a bit of intelligence to Jason in this. 
And I like I like seeing him set traps. Um, he kills Ralph in this movie, chokes him with barbed wire. Um, you know, we we see more gruesomeness to it. We see that Jason is a different killer than Pamela. Pamela could be you know, in the Pamela open was kind about of, it, whereas you know, Jason, Pamela with his, approved, the way he looked, he had to be in the shadows and discreet. Yeah. Yeah, Jason has to be in the shadows because he's he's not a good looking mofo, you know. Um, this is true. Yeah, can't all look as great as Brian Peters, <laughs> you know. So, so speaking about that, so my wife hasn't made any comments about this. Looks good on you, man. None, nothing at all. But yes, sir. But some the beard does wonders. Like you look good with a beard. And because I barely have any testosterone, I'll keep the beer as much as I can. Hey, welcome to the club, bro. But that's none of my business. All right. Um, <laughs> so Finch is eating some pizza right now. Did you, did you guys uh, know? Yeah, I caught you. I caught you. Did you? A little pizza and beer, my man. <laughs> um, it's got some zog, bro. So, so, so in this movie... Um, I, I don't like, I don't like how there's like, well, it's okay to have this ending where Jason pops out at the end, mm-hmm. but you can't do it every movie and they don't as we, as we get in the third one, but it's, it worries me because, you know, you just, this movie five years before Jason pops out of the water. And he looks to be a bit like a teenager. And as he's popping out of the water at the end of that. So it makes you wonder, was that they keep that bit for a while too, where he pops out of somewhere. What's that? They keep that bit for a while too. Yeah, they keep it in the first three movies. Yeah. No, nah, they, they even do it in the later. I'm trying to remember four. I'm, I am trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember I'll all ahead. It definitely doesn't happen in four. <laughs> Seven, they do it for a fact. They do it <laughs> multiple times in seven. It's, it's it's aggravating. Possibly, possibly, but but I think this is a good introduction to Jason. It's good setting the tone. Um, and also, it, you know, Jason is still a mortal here, kinda, kinda. Is you know, he so like getting a knife in the shoulder? You probably could make it up for that if you're a big you know bulk god beast the guy you know so there's still somewhat of a believ- believability real question is though can you take a knife to the shoulder i think i th- i think brian could take a knife like, to the shoulder now a machete different story. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that real questions brian can you take a knife to the shoulder i'm on my, i'm on my way come at me bro we'll see <laughs> we'll see I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're probably getting, you know, machete in my shoulder and freaking jello will pop out. Who knows? Um, <laughs> real, but, uh, but moving on here. real quick, real quick. Um, I'm sorry. So I know. part three, part three. <laughs> um, did you know that this one, part two, there were at least four different actors to play Jason? There were at least four, there were four actors, at least four, that have played that. Jason in the in part two, and then actually there is one of them that is credited as the Prowler instead of Jason. 
So kind of like the shape from Halloween. Yeah, kind of like the shape from Halloween before his Michael Myers. Oh, they kind of credited him as the Prowler before they credited him as Jason Voorhees. But yeah, anyways, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I'll leave it at that. I did not know that. I actually, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm grinning because he knows all this little knowledge. Fine, but... See, I <laughs> I love research. It's exciting. So when someone else does research, like. He likes it a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like it a lot. BP in the Finch. Save that for the after show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, no, whoa, not whoa. in that way. <laughs> Finch and I have been friends a long time, but uh, <sighs> I don't love him long time. If you get me. All right. <laughs> All right, take th- part three takes place right after part two, right after. Um, Jason is okay after <laughs> after the machete to the shoulder because he <laughs> is an ancestor of me. Um, and he goes he goes and gets some new clothes, you know, and he kills somebody in a convenience store, a dude that, like, loves animals. Um, <laughs> this first movie... Uh, was actually this is the first movie that was actually released on Friday the thirteenth in nineteen eighty two. I guess I missed the actual date it was released, but it was on a Friday the thirteenth. They are banging out these sequels like crazy. This is the first Friday the thirteenth that was released in three D, and is the first movie where Jason gets his iconic hockey mask. This is where Jason really comes into his own. Um, this is also, without a doubt, the most controversial film because because there is a kill with J- that Jason does that is pretty gosh darn controversial. I'm trying to think. It's not Can with the biker gang, it? is it? Most, most people totally forget about this kill. But it is extremely controversial. When, when does it happen? And is it early in the movie? Nobody late, talks mid? about it. Fairly early, I would say. Is it the dude? So in the, in the beginning of this movie. No, is, is it, it the, the dude with the, the banana uh, chick? Uh, the curly no? Man, I don't know. I feel like the banana chick. Early in the movie, <laughs> it is revealed that one of the chicks is pregnant. Who was it? Jason kills a pregnant woman in this movie. Oh, the 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 one with the yellow shirt in the van, right? Yeah, yeah, in the hammock, right? Yeah, she. I mean, she totally has sex in this movie. You know, like being out, you know, early in the pregnancy, but whatever. Um, but yeah, Jason kills her, and she says she's pregnant. So, wow, I must have overlooked that one. She was, but yeah, Jason kills a pregnant chick. She she announces it in the van huh. when in they're the driving to the lake or whatever. Huh. Yes, yeah, so. she's like, "That's what happens when you're pregnant." Uh huh. Yep. So that was cute. Um, the, the whole neck roll. <laughs> so he kills people with disabilities. He kills people with mental disabilities. He, he does not. He had. He does not care. He, he, savage <laughs> mode. Savage. Um, they definitely couldn't do that today. Anyway, in this movie. Jason uh, killed a pregnant woman. Fictionally, 
uh, and let's let's move on. All right. <laughs> so, what is the kill count in this movie? Anybody? Anybody have Nine. a guess? Ten. Brandon, I said nine. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Uh, the answer is twelve, but it could you. be thirteen if they count that child. Um, okay. What What do you guys What do you guys think about this movie? What? Brandon, go ahead. Hated oh. it. You hate this movie. Hated it. Hated it. Oh. Love, love the, love the iconic uh, mask. Hated it. It's so boring to me. I hate it. I hate the I hate the whole 3D thing. I don't understand why they decided out of all of them that this one had to be in 3D. I hated it. Hmm. And is there anything you like besides the hockey mask? Not really. I mean, I thought I thought the one kill with the banana was funny, but yeah, I I, I just wasn't a fan of this one. This film That's fair. for me uh, Trey. is it, it's up there for me, in my opinion, not only because I think it was just because the hockey mask finally comes into play, <clears throat> but, you know, we start to see a more dominant, stronger, you know, just always on the prowl. Um but and, and not even to the film, not like, you know, no credit. I mean, yeah, credit to the film. But the big thing where I think this film stands out the most is where this movie, when it was being worked and titled this movie. So, OK, so the rating companies, you know, of how they rate, you know, give the films their ratings and stuff like that. Originally, this film would have been an NC-17 rating because of how gory this film could have been. Um, the original kill with, um, I can't remember his name, but he does the handstand. The original film, the original screen for that, the screening of it was that you see Jason gut him from head to toe and it's on screen. It doesn't stop. Um, you know, there was decapitation, you know, they don't hide anything, but when they, when labor unions finally got it and stuff like that and the ratings companies got it, they said, listen, this is NC-17. This film had to be reshot so many times because of how gory it was to even get it out, you know, to put in theaters because I'm, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's. So they shot it several yes. times. Well, even with every time they chose to make it. No, listen, 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 that's what would have, that's what would have. <laughs> No, 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 listen. Ducks. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, if this would have stayed, if those shots would have stayed, (laughs) that would have been gruesome to see in 3D. Guts falling in your face, coming out of the screen, stuff like that. That would have been... It it would have been crazy. I saw it in soft. Too soon. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that killer mop scene just covering your face. But when this film was being made, too, did you guys know that when it was being produced, the original title for it was called Crystal Japan to evade the attention of various film industry labor unions? Yeah, it was it was. And what was it? Um, It was derived. It was derived from a David Bowie song. Like, that's how that's how good this film could have been if they would have kept the shots. So it is a great film. 
it is a great film. I mean, you get iconic hockey mask. You get some great kills. Um, story is pretty good, you know. Um, but I think I think it's a pretty good film. Um, the one nitpick I do have though is I cannot remember her name. The main the main protagonist. I'm bad with character names. I'll just admit it right now. But the main protagonist of, of this film, she has a flashback of meeting Jason before, and. In this flashback, you see him in the clothes he's wearing now. So when did this happen? Was this years before the second film? Or, you know, because two and three are days apart, right, Brian? Or like continuous the next day. Yeah. So so it's like, yeah. when did you see was, him? That's the only nitpick same, I have. Two, three, four and then, are the same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then he only owns two shirts, man. He's not a zombie. Not a zombie. And, and plus, we see him pick out his clothes. We see him pick out his clothes at the beginning oh, of the film. He takes them from the store. Uh, their laundry. But yeah, yeah. But another thing I liked about this is the homage they paid to Tom Savini, um, Debbie, um, the chick who was with Andy in the hammock. She reaches over for a magazine, and if you pause it just in time. There's a brief article of Tom Savini as he was the uh, sp- the makeup and special effects. Uh, I-, I believe he was just makeup, but there's a little brief article on him, and they're kind of like you know give you know applauding him of his work. So, but I I thought it was a good film. Yeah, um, Savini's from Pittsburgh. I mean, that's all you need. Yeah, boy. Uh, Finch, we got. All right, so I got uh, part three. Yeah, the intro. Yeah, I completely forgot music, about that. Yep, that like funky funk music. That was that was that, good. That, I that, the funky music. Uh, yeah, that just like because I remember watching this and I was just like, oh, that goes like, okay. So um, the music, and then obviously he gets the mask, which is great. Um, yep. Some of the Nate, those are the things I liked about it, and you know, some of the kills are cool. Um, the things I didn't like was obviously, I think I mentioned it in the chat when I was watching it, like, why are these shots so weird? And that's obviously because it was supposed to be 3D, but like watching it not in 3D, you're like, why did they linger on that? Or like, why is that? Like, that is just a weird looking shot. Um, (laughs) so there's that. And then this is me. Um, I feel like it didn't have enough adult um activities going on there was like there was like one or two but well wait till five comes around yeah that one was practically porn that's what i'm saying like i'm I'm cool with that but you know this one this one lacked it so i wish james could have joined us tonight (laughs) (laughs) so that's those are my thoughts on part three but it's it's still like higher on my list it's one of the better ones i guess all right all right. Um, I thought this movie had like the good parts of this movie is he gets a mask. I feel like he comes into his own more as a killer. Like when he puts that mask on, um, I think it's immense him like this. This is Jason. This is this is who, what we're dealing with. Um, I thought I thought the kill with the harpoon guy was really over the top. But it was cool. They went through through the head. Like that was cool. It was a cool kill. 
Um, but it's like they are really selling the 3D with that one because it was just like, you know, coming at you, boy. Um, so you thought it was better than the mop? It was <laughs> that. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that mop. Um, <laughs> but but it was uh, it was it was pretty wild. Um, Jason gets defeated in this movie with axe to the head. Um, I just just to kind of be a little bit believable that the axe did go through the you know the hockey mask a little bit so he had like maybe a little protection it did go fully into the skull and the brain um but you know it's he got an axe to the head you know whatever um but you know i i think this is where jason comes in his own and it it sets up for part four, pretty good. Pretty good. All right, going into part four here. Part four was released on April 13th, 1984. It is another Friday the 13th release. Um, the second one now. Uh, the movie story is now brought to modern day. So, because this movie was filmed in 1984, those two and three were filmed, you know, in earlier years. We're now brought to modern day to make it have somewhat of a realism, if you will. This movie takes place immediately after part three. They take Jason to a morgue. He wakes up. Um, hey, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I just have a splitting headache. I'm fine. <laughs> um, come on. That was good. Guys. Come on. Splitting headache. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm working so hard here. Sorry, I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your shine box, okay? All right. No, don't make me get that shine box inside those shoes for you. <laughs> shine box, eat your beard pizza. Uh, oh, get uh, about it. Forget about it. Uh, sorry, we love good fellows here. All right. <laughs> so uh, the budget for this movie was $2.2 million. This movie made $33 Yeah, buddy. Million. It had Crispin Glover in it. If you do not know who Crispin Glover is, he is the father to Maury McFly. Good old George McFly. <laughs> and he definitely... Hey, McFly! McFly! Hello! Hey, McFly! All right, Biff. All Hello, right, Biff. McFly, if you want the women, come on! <laughs> yeah, bro. Now, Biff, such, such a coach good this time. Don't call me! Ah. <laughs> uh. We're, we'll talk about the future with BP and the Fish one day. We sure will. Um, but yeah, Crispin Glover is in it. Um, very, you know, it's kind of like the origin story for George McFly here. Um, this movie also introduces kind of the Laurie Strode of the Friday the 13th franchise. They finally changed the formula. Jason finally gets an arch nemesis played by Corey Feldman. Um, I think, I think it was, was before. Like I could be Goonies, wrong, but I'm, I, they said he was nine, Goonies. and I'm pretty sure he's much older in Goonies. So, yeah. Okay, well, this is the movie that like cements this this as like an '80s, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, because you get you get Lost Boys, Goonies, like this kid, uh, Stand by Me, like this kid. Psh, Corey was awesome. Plays Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis is a uh, a kid that. Is, is a little awkward um, than, you know, normal jocks or whatever. Tommy likes to make movie masks. He is 
obsessed with special effects and horror movies and stuff. He is he's freaking awesome. Like the, the this character is so cool. Um, and he's established as Jason's arch nemesis more so near the end of this film. And I mean, he loses his mom. His mom gets killed. We have no idea where Tommy Jarvis's dad is. We're going to get that in a moment. <laughs> but uh, this this story was also meant to end the franchise. Uh, the movie ends with Jason in the house of, of the Jarvises. And Tommy gets this idea that he's going to shave his head. And he's going to mess with Jason's mind to try to get him to stop attacking uh, his sister and like this rando boyfriend. <laughs> um, but he shaves his head just a little bit and he wear he like cuts, puts makeup on a little bit and he yells, Jason, remember, like, remember you drowning, remember being a kid, that type of thing, messing with his head, which was established in the second movie that you can mess with his head like this. And, Jason gets distracted. He takes his mask off. Jason looks freaking crazy, <laughs> like all deformed, big eye, you know, bald. Um, and then Tommy takes a machete and he goes nuts and he just starts chopping Jason's head up, yelling, Die, die, die. And his sister's yelling, Tommy, <laughs> die, die, die. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, this movie, I feel. Well, oh, well, we'll get to what I feel in a second, but um, but I think it had one of the greatest movie posters of all time, um, of all time, uh, horror movie poster. Period. It's it's simple. It's just Jason's mask with a knife it through the eye. The end. It, it looks. I think it looks great. In my opinion. Signifies the end. This is part four, the final chapter. This is the end of it. Um, kill count. What do you guys think? Oh, 13. Lucky number 13. 13. Finch. I'm going to, uh, I got a whopping 14. Come back to me. Yep. All right. Trey, you say 14. (laughs) Finch is counting on his fingers. I'm going to go 13. Uh, yeah. I have 13. Yep. yep. That's, what I, that's what I have. Lucky number 13. <laughs> Brandon, what do you like about this movie? What do you hate, man? I actually really like this one. <clears throat> I like that they are bringing, they're bringing in Tommy Jarvis. You know, this franchise needed, needed something that they could keep, keep the franchise going. Um, this movie is great. Tommy Jarvis, they he showed how resourceful he was with the whole shaving his head and talking to Jason like, hey, you know, remember when you drowned? And it was good. I, I really, I really like this one. Anything you hated? No, not really. I, I actually ranked this one pretty high. My man, my man. Dr. Dre dropped the <laughs> verse. <laughs> no diggity. Um, yeah, actually, a lot of the things you already mentioned was, uh, you know, I have the intro to Tommy as my number one reason for loving this movie. Uh, Crispin Glover's dance. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Crispin Glover's dance. <laughs> Those were the moves. In the movie. His dance. 
um, um, nice. and then I have other adult reasons. Uh, they amped it up a little bit, so you know that always gets a plus for me. And um, yeah, man, it, I like this one. I don't. I really don't have too many negatives about this one. I like this one. That's well with you. All right, Papa Research. Oh, hold on. Sorry, real quick. I did have one negative. It was just the the sister, like basically falling Chris, in love with man. this hiker guy. That she, like, that was the map. That she it was the knight. It was the knight in shining armor, man. He fits the car. Dizzy <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, you fix my fix her plumbing too. I'm on the way. You come, you come fix I'm on my the way. car. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a night on the town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you love him long time. <laughs> <laughs> fix my tailpipe. I'll fix yours. <laughs> we don't discriminate here. We love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc Brown. Hey, that, hey, that fits. I like that. Doc Brown. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So Dr. this Dr. film, uh, for Brown. me personally, it's it goes down as well. You know, we're not doing rankings right now, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. Um, but as you mentioned, Brian, uh, Brandon's mentioned it, Dre's mentioned it. The formula has changed for the film. Even though this is supposed to be the end, the formula has changed. We finally have a rival to Jason Voorhees. Um, this film is great in my opinion, for many reasons. Yes. Um, Corey Feldman's character as Tommy Jarvis. Great. Wonderful. Um, it's not known though that even though for nine years old that he was going through a really rough time during this, during this film, uh, he had some personal issues going on at home. His parents were going through a divorce really hard for a nine year old actor to, you know, get into character. So through this film, um, it has been confirmed that he was, you know, uh, being a method actor. Um, and he killed it for a nine year old. Great. Yes. Yes. Corey, Corey is such an underrated actor, and I would, and I'm gonna, t- you know, I'm gonna say it again, you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I would love Corey to come back as Tommy. <laughs> I really would. Um, yeah, Corey Feldman, so um, underrated. But yeah, I mean, just just, yeah, just great on performance on on his part. Um, again, the formula had changed. Um, another shout out to Tom Savini. You know. Because of Tommy Jarvis's character, the special effects, the masks, stuff like that. It was another homage to Tom Savini. Um, but this film is great for a number of reasons because, you know, the kills are fantastic. You know, we finally have a hero in a sense. Um, and it's hard to believe that this film is can be considered one of the best for so many issues that happened on set. You know, there was a lot of rumors that the cast didn't get along with the director. There was a lot of issues that, you know, the director didn't get along with the cast. He was real intense, uptight, never, you know, never just too serious. Almost. Um, I mean, Corey Feldman has been, you know, uh, quoted to say, you know, he, the, I can't remember the director's name. What's the director's name, Brian. Brian. 
director of okay, four so, was uh, Corey Feldman uh, has Joseph Zito. has been quoted to say that you know he was mistreated by the director mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, and then Corey Feldman was actually genuinely terrified from this film. Um, there was a scene to where Jason burst through the door. Um, you know, the cameras were rolling and Corey was kind of like waiting for him to come in and it was taking so long and he's just like, all right, I think we're done door bust down. And he like, he was actually pretty shaken up from the scene, you know, through the whole film. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's a great film. It's hard to believe that it's so great with all the issues that it had, but overall I have no complaints other than yes. Why are we falling in love for a guy we just met? So, but other than that, great film. How would you feel if a big strong well, man come first? That's, that's a fair point. And you that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Because again, you know, right. he was expecting oh, it within this amount of time, and it's like, oh, he's not showing up. So well, okay, I'm just gonna nope. Well, there's there's two more questions, Dad. One. Can that man take a machete wound to the jugular? Um, (laughs) And two, is that man me? No, but that man um, can fix the tail. Also, (laughs) is your your cobalt problem skin? No. (laughs) (laughs) You just really want a man to do the job. Ask ask me that question tomorrow. Oh, you Last thing I had to add was All right, good, good, the whole right, dream sequences going, from the past films. We've had them. It was going to be in this one, but they scrapped it. You know, there there is a character that's been killed or off screen killed. I should say it would be Tommy's mother. Um, she she's killed off screen, but the original ending they were going to have a dream sequence with Tommy's mother calling out saying, "I'm over here. I'm over here." And then again, Jason pops out of nowhere, you know, gets Tommy and his sister. That's the end of it. But um, they scrapped it. So I'm glad they scrapped it. <laughs> yeah, but but you you think you like, I don't know about you guys, but I was it's, wondering, like, is mom dead? It's like, what happened to mom? As I was watching this, I was, no, no, I was so, wondering what the heck happened no, to her. So, Doesn't she find the body in the basement? No, no, no. So that's that's the thing. Her you body's never found. Bathtub, if we remember correctly, she is at home, powers off. You know, Jason's pulled the right. plug on all the electricity. She goes out back, out the back door to look for Gordon. And she's hollering for Gordon. She takes a step off the porch, walks down the path a little bit, and she gasps. And it's, and it's cut to black. Next scene. So we can only assume that Jason was there, got her, and that's it. We never see her body. We don't know what happened. It was just that she was killed off screen. Mm. Do you think yes. Jason saw her body? <laughs> I swear, I, mean, I swear, there's a scene where the sister is like looking for something, and I swear she sees the mom, and she even might say "ma" or something. I Probably, swear. I don't so recall I, it. I so but while Brian's giving his little spiel on it, I'll see what I can find. <laughs> you go research that. You're our guy in the yeah, chat. yeah. Like I'm. I I'm in my notes. I have that they were gonna. They had a scene where the mom was found in the bathtub. Unless I wrote my notes wrong. Uh, it might I mean, be when Jason's chasing him through the house, and he he's about to bust down the the door. Like maybe she's looking to find somewhere to hide. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like there is 
just like a quick little thing. I think so too, actually. I agree with you. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure, yes. Um so yeah, so I I love this one. I I I love it. I, I it it this movie ranked very high for me because um I believe personally, it's just my personal opinion, I think what makes slashers work like work well is you have to have a final girl or final boy. Like we have to have a protagonist. We need to have somebody to root for because in these slasher movies, if you don't have anybody that you can like or root for, you start rooting for the killer and that kind of defeats the whole purpose of being afraid. Like you're not, you're not going to get scared. You're not nothing. So Tommy having this traumatic experience and like we also don't know where Tommy's dad is. So there now there's comic books and there's novels and novellas of Friday the 13th. Like I I would now it's not in there. It's not it's not but what would have been interesting for me, if I were to, you know, do a new Friday Thirteenth series, you I what? would make Tommy Jason's brother. Really, I would make Tommy Jason's brother. Now you're now. Are, you're are you saying, saying you're, that say. Elias Brian, is the father of Tommy Jarvis? Interesting take. I'm saying that Elias could be the father of Tommy Jarvis. There, there is no talk in this movie whatsoever. Who the hell yep. Tommy and his sister's dad is? We just know the daddy. Crazy Ralph's dead. Maybe it's Crazy Ralph. Could be Crazy Ralph, whatever. <laughs> but it could, it could. Be Ain't nobody hooking up with Crazy Ralph like that. Listen, Tommy's mom was not that old. That she was, she didn't look that bad. She didn't look as bad as Crazy Ralph. Okay. Tommy's 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 mom was good to go. Bam Voorhees. No. <laughs> no. Maybe Pam Voorhees is that crazy cat lady with the dirty sweater that's covered in piss that's soon to be covered in blood. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd say that. I was think I was immediately yeah, yeah. thinking of somebody. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> you, know, you know exactly which woman we're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, good God. Oh, man. Yeah, that's 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 my favorite worries right there. That woman right there. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, I mean, maybe we don't need that tie whatsoever, but I think it would be very interesting. Like, we we don't know stuff about Jason's dad. We don't know about Tommy's dad. It would be something. It would be something somewhat interesting, um, because then you could call back to that scene where Tommy's saying, "Jason, remember," and maybe Jason's going in his head like, "Hey, you are my brother." I yeah. like it. It's a I'm good thing. I mean, it's a I'm good way Like it's a good idea. Thing. Like I like um, it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it would explain but, why they get tied together. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think in this case, you need something maybe. Um, 
because this movie, this movie is very, you know, family based, mother's love based. This this franchise, Halloween wasn't like that from the get go. You know, they just they just changed it because I I also th- I think when you give a killer motives, the more the more you tell about the killer, the more motives you get. You know, you kind of you hurt the allure of it. What's up, boy? Um, you <laughs> you. You hurt the part of it, and the killer gets less scary. Um, so I I love Tommy being introduced here, but for it to be the final movie, you know, for this time, and then you introduce your a protagonist so strong, mm-hmm. like of, of course you're going to make a sequel, you know. Um, and they did, <laughs> and. Well, yeah, it'd be crazy. We'll, we'll get to that one here in a little bit. It's Tommy way too late. Way too late. <laughs> uh, I have so yeah. much to say. I have so much to say. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but this movie, this one's very strong. Uh, I feel like, like you, you can almost not watch any other Friday Thirteenth movie. In my personal opinion, if you're if you want a full story, you know, and you can just go with the first four, and you'd be okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I mean, I a mean, lot of times I skipped the first three. Right? Yeah, like, like four is when Jason really comes in his own. The kills are good, the story's good. You you actually like the characters because if you <laughs> if you watch this movie and you really don't like the Jarvis family, like I don't know what's wrong with you. Like they are they're good clean cut people. You know, they have people like they have kids having sex in this house next door. You know, and Tommy. Oh, I. Yeah, I put this in my notes too. Okay, Tommy's mom is awesome because <laughs> because oh uh, yeah, dude. closing the old blind. Tommy mom peeking in. That, 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 yeah, I remember that. That, that naked chick. I mean, he's he's seeing the whole thing. He's seeing the whole. Show. He's jumping he's up and down. Finch, like. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Some some I got some I got to tell you guys. So. I'm older than Finch, just a, just a little bit. And <laughs> when we were in high school, Finch was like, "Brian, you're 18 now. Go to them strip clubs, son. Right. Go go see them titties, son. Go you owe titties. it to yourself." And me, like, I'm a Boy Scout. That's just it's just not me. It's not what I do. But man, Finch was like, "Brian." Do it for me. Do it for manhood, and and I, I I'm just not. That's just not who I am, and it's it's never going to be who I am. But when Finch turned eighteen, <laughs> he was like, "Boy, I see some things that I will never forget." <laughs> Man, <laughs> but you know, I can't I can't say I blame him because you know Jason Boots, disagrees. Boots cool. So exactly. <laughs> Uh, but Jason, Jason does disagree. Jason does disagree. <laughs> Jason doesn't approve of premarital sex, guys. No, no, he does not. Jason, maybe Jason is the weapon of the church. Maybe, maybe that's, that's what he is all the time. That's the future. That's the future movie. Just, oh my god! Jason's yes. just a Mormon. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god! You best not be having premarital sex. Jason is a weapon. Smoking weed, doing doing drugs, rock and roll. He'll have a collar. (laughs) (laughs) 
And instead of a machete, it's a giant cross. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was drowned in holy water. That's how I'm saved. I was baptized. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. Oh, gosh, guys. Okay. So, yeah, those first four movies, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're solid. Okay. Here we go. Final two movies here. All right. <laughs> I think that we might have a lot to say about this one. Um, part five. Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. <laughs> Blew you away, huh? Wow. Um, <laughs> it was released March 22nd, 1985, and it shouldn't have been. Uh, it takes place five years, five years after part four. So we are now in 1989. Uh, Jason is 43 years old. Well, he would be 43 years old. At this time, but he is—he is dead. Well, he—no, he is definitely dead. He is oh yeah, he's dead. He's dead now. We're—we're we're now in zombie Jason <laughs> territory. Okay, not—not not yet. No um, okay, let let's like no holds barred, boys. Let's get into this. Um, let's let's get into it. Brand. Just ripped the bandaid off. Let's rip this bandaid off. In this movie. That's Jason incorrect. That's in incorrect. Movie. He is in this film, well, how do you but only as a hallucination. Movie? Only as a hallucination. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, hallucination. Oh, in a nightmare. Oh boo hoo. Listen, right. oh, boo hoo. In spirit, he's in this movie. Listen, we ain't Jason's doing. Not even the killer in this movie. <laughs> We're not doing hallucinations. In this movie, okay? <laughs> exactly. Jason is a weapon of the church. We do not hallucinate anymore. We don't do drugs. We don't do sex. We we are good boys now. Okay, we're just going to be <laughs> nice paramedics. They're just going to push bodies around. Where have I heard that? We ain't going to go and kill sprees. Oh wait a minute. We are good boys. <laughs> this movie. <sighs> this movie's pushing boundaries. Not only not only was there a bunch of sex, so but they also show that they're not afraid to to kill a couple of handicapped kids. No, no, <laughs> like, like, well, I'll get into one of my, go ahead, so keep going, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> like, right off the bat, they start the movie with he, a handicapped we kid. We just want to share chocolate. Yeah. Right, right off the bat. And all you want to do just want to share his candy bar. bar. All you wanted to do was You know what, Vic? Like, I don't care for your attitude. Yeah. That, I don't care for his attitude either. That kid just wanted to share some his candy, last words. And instead, he took an axe to the head. He was just trying to be a friend. Yeah, pretty much. He was just mm-hmm. trying to he was just trying to be nice. He knew Vic had anger issues. He's like, hey man, hey man, be my friend. You want a candy bar? And Vic's just like <laughs> I don't know. I mean this one was okay. I mean it, it 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 picks up it picks up where the last one left off. Obviously, I mean we 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 see Tommy Jarvis. He's he's uh at this crazy this crazy halfway house for uh crazy people, and he he just sees a bunch of titties, just a bunch of titties. <laughs> <laughs> you got a handful of titties. You got a handful of wine. <laughs> That's why he's at Pinehurst. <laughs> Them titties make you crazy. <laughs> Diagnosis: Too yeah, many titties. There you go. That's why he's there. 
Too much violence. Maybe that's why Victor took candy bar. He's like, boy, you give me some titties. I'd rather have titties. <laughs> Screw your candy bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, for me, um, some of the, the, I do have a couple positives about this movie. Um, one is the, <laughs> the, the brother that gets killed on the shitter. <laughs> I, I love that scene. And then what else? He, uh, he knows Tommy kicks arms, some ass yeah. when he's fighting that dude. He's kind of whooping his ass, like doing the karate stuff. Yeah, he's he's kicking some butt. And then uh, kid. No, no, yeah. I like that that chick that the diner chick that got killed. I thought so. You know, you're you're your son, man. I can't. I can't. Sorry. So Dre's son, we're 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 you know doing this with video a little bit, <laughs> listeners. Dre's son is coming out behind. He's Dre he's doing what Dad's doing. Dre's doing the same thing <laughs> with, his, with his gum, like. <laughs> your son's your son's a total badass. Titties, bubbles, and violence. <laughs> uh, like in my comment, you know, tequila, <laughs> tomato sauce, and titties, boys. There you go. The three T's of life. Great minds think alike, man. The three T's of life. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> hey, the genie from Aladdin always told me great minds think for themselves. You guys are too young to know that. But that was like Saturday morning, the little <laughs> Robin Williams would be like, Great minds stink alike. I'm no, to remember that now. for themselves. It was like a PSA thing. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah, also remember yeah. this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> um any other thoughts on this, Finch? Um, no, I mean like, you know, I mean I my only uh one big complaint I had was that they uh, changed Jarvis. Like, I understand they tried to age him up. They changed the actor. Um, but, you know, I wish it would have been Corey Feldman still. So, Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, so we have to assume... The, the other thing that kills me is we have to assume that, you know, Feldman was probably about, like, 12 and 4. So we had five years. We're at, like, 17. But the dude playing Tommy here, like he seriously looks like he's like 24. I mean, it's like a whole reverse of the Spider-Man video game, you know. <laughs> you know? But hey, that's a touchy subject for us people. It sure is. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on the BP and the Finch. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So, so going back to the- um, Trey, bring it down, boy. <laughs> going back to the yeah, Corey Feldman. You thing. and I had a lot from what I've about. read is that the reason he was not cast yeah. in it was because at the time when this film was being fi- when they the, when they were shooting um for the film Goonies was being filmed so it they had it was Goonies. yep yep Origi- okay. originally he was in the script that's, there, that's why he's a cameo appearance at the opening scene yep um Goonies never die that's right couldn't be a Friday the 13th. <laughs> Goonies never die He's never down, um, boy. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. But <laughs> Rocky Road? 
<laughs> You're coming home with me. Well, you're going to live with me now. <laughs> Mama, you've been bad. Um, <laughs> One time, I, 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 I brought fake puke at a movie theater. <laughs> Everybody was puking. And I was like, <laughs> but no you're good um, but anyways okay, good. Good. I think this film had potential um, It, I mean this, like the reason I say it had potential was because <laughs> initially you know we, we never got to see what the first script was like it would have been completely different we would have had Corey Feldman it would have been a much it would have made much more sense for his age the, you know the, you know how he was aging would have made sense for the character but the reason I think this had potential to be good was because, again, the script changed. And even when it was being produced, the storyline was kept secret. And, you know, going back to David Bowie, they called it Repetition. So no one knew this was a Friday the 13th film. It was it was titled Repetition. And everyone was like, what the heck is this? So the script was like, you know, on lockdown. Um, but, you know, it it is very it's a very upsetting film. Not because the kills aren't good, not because, you know, it, it's, you know, it's nothing like that. But, I mean, like Brandon said, we don't have the iconic Jason Voorhees. You know, that's what is upsetting about this film. It's just a copycat who gets upset that his son has been murdered. Um, and he reads a case file on one of the people at Pinehurst. And it just so happens to be Tommy Jarvis. Oh, this fits. I can be a serial killer from this kid's past. It fits. Not to mention, not this to is mention, he doesn't even get a good mask. It's it's the blue stripe. It's yeah, not even, it's not even okay, an iconic hockey mask. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Yep. That's how you stripe, know. The face right doesn't away. even match. Yep. Like that's how that that was the that was the main. It's the jumpsuit, well, the mask. I mean, they make it the way he, obvious. The way like, he. Yes. There, there is okay. So I mean. And when the, we do yeah, see yeah. him on screen, finally, you know, slashing people away, you almost get that sense of, you know, he's almost admiring his work. He's not like just on to the next one. He's kind of standing there like, you know, you deserve this. Like, you're you're the reason my son's dead. Um, so kind of like, a you know, not a callback, but like, for instance, in the first Halloween film, when Michael Myers does his iconic stare, head tilt, you know, that was awesome. But Jason isn't known for admiring his work. Oh, he does that too in um, number six. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's why Michael's the best. Um, I don't he know. Like, do like I said, it could have had potential. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's not Jason. We don't get a Jason. And then another issue. I don't think in every film we've had before this one, we get the iconic, uh, kill. You know, the iconic uh, signature Jason, kill, 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 ma, 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 or yeah, you know, whatever. Yep. I don't think we get that in this film. I could be wrong, but I don't think we get it. And then, and then the other issue I have with this, the ending, god awful, terrible. I get what they were doing, but it was so bad that for the next film, they said, retcon it. It didn't count. We're not making Tommy Jarvis the new Jason Voorhees. We're not doing it, you know. And I'm glad they didn't do it because it would have just been downhill. 
Um, and you know, obviously the writers, the company, they knew mm-hmm. that this film was yep. so bad. They're like, we got to bring them back. We got to figure out how to bring them back. But the ending was just God awful, you know, to even give the idea that Tommy Jarvis, a hero could be the new Jason Voorhees. I, I don't see it. And for one, how, yeah, but I mean, redemption. here's another redemption issue. How do you get a knife and a mask in the hospital? Where did that come from? Where did it come from? Question. Yep. Since you know you're, you're the guy, Trey. Um, the Halloween 4 come before this movie. This really? Sound, because it's pretty much the same thing. Right? Where Jamie... At the very that, end, that's right. That's right. Ask, she kills her stepmom or adopted mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. yep. Man, it's like Brian's on it. Brian's on it. I can see it. I can see it on the screen. The yep. See the reflection of his glasses. Somebody stole somebody's idea. I, I I mean, I'm not really uh, like <laughs> I don't remember the old Halloween films other than the first two that well, but I'm sure you've seen the new Halloween ends. I'm just gonna go it. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, 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 we're not. Oh, you gotta stop. 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 Because, because, in this part, because, okay. because when, we, when we do that Halloween special in a couple in a couple weeks, okay. I think um, two hours alone are gonna go to talk about Halloween ends. Just a different, just a different can Damn. of worms. But anyways, so much. I, yeah, it's so much. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question. Um, to answer your question, so the things about these franchises is yep. one franchise will do something, yep. The other one will okay. totally copy it, just be with each other. Dre's totally right. So, um, Friday the 13th, part six came out August 1st, 1986. I'm so sorry, came out March 22nd, 1985. Okay, Halloween four. Came out October twenty first, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, October um, so Halloween four. But yeah, uh, I mean, and the whole transition a little bit. Imagine watching Let's the do it. Movie. We can do it better. Do One company's again. looking at it like we can do that, but we can do it better. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> who, who can do it? Who, I can do it so bad, pretty much. That I but, do um, my worst is better than your worst for. <laughs> I'll do it so bad that we're... Hey, it kind of worked in Halloween 4, but we'll get um, another it, episode. We, we will. We, we it was sure just will. bad. <laughs> it, it really was. Uh, um, but yeah, the ending doesn't make sense. And then, I don't know if you boys knew this, but how Jason's iconic was... You know, I'm bad at it, so I'll let you boys do it. Nope. Do it to it now, the, the do it ma, the ma, ma part for Jason... There you go. <laughs> when Tommy dons the mask and you hear him finally say it, it's it's um it's not ma ma ma, it's an abbreviation of Tommy. It's like t like almost Tom. So, it yeah, it's crazy. But basically, signifying that he's rolling on as Jason. But yeah, 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 pretty much. Tommy, oh, almost make, almost makes me think Tommy. of uh, Timmy from South Park. <laughs> That's exactly what I just did. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. 
Looks like to me with the joke going over your head. <laughs> right over your head. Okay. Um, my thoughts on part five. Um, just <laughs> this movie's just straight trash. It's it, like it's 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 horrible. There, there's no Jason. Um, even though the first one didn't have Jason to like kind of like in a little bit in the end. Um, part five is so gosh darn bad. Um, I mean, I, I, I am not the type of guy that likes, I, I don't, I don't like a whole bunch of, of, of sex. That's just not who I am. Some, you know, some, some dudes like that. They're all about that. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, me personally, I'm not all about that. I'm, I, I like more story, I guess you will. Um, <clears throat> but I know the Friday Thirteen franchise. That's what it's about. It's about drugs, sex, rock and roll, kill them. Um, it's it's just it's not it's it's just not me. So <clears throat> so this movie focused more on that. It was like it was like it was like a, a it was like a porno just thrown with Friday the Thirteenth on it and. Like we'll throw we'll throw Tommy in there just so we can have a legacy <laughs> character. Um, it's just it, it was horrible. Like the motives of a paramedic wanting to kill people over his son. Uh, I mean, I I it could have it could have worked, but the movie was labeled as a new like as a new beginning. Um, you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Five New Beginning, like if you're going to have someone in the hockey mask and you're going to tease us that Jason's back somehow, like you gotta, you gotta give us more. Um, I, I just, I think this movie is so stupid <laughs> and, and, uh, and I rated it pretty low. I, I think, I think this movie, even this movie, this was a movie that had the crazy yes. lady with the biker son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she like she was, it's it's a stupid. Uh, it's hey, Tommy like, kicks his butt. Um, Tommy does kick his butt. That's what Tommy do have hands. Um, it's, it's just it's it's just it's it's just trash. So so we're, so we're gonna move on. Um, the final movie to talk about this evening, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. Are you sure about that? And we Are go into sure he whole lives? new territory in this franchise. Okay. <laughs> You sure about that? I'm sure about that. <laughs> Are you so sure, sure about, about that? that? Pretty sure, sure about that. I'm pretty I'm sure. sure. <laughs> uh, so this movie is pretty darn interesting. We're only halfway there. Of course, he lives. Leave it on the train. Like we, we got we got milk as much as we can, boys. Um, <laughs> no, but he said. Uh, no, this movie was right, full of Cooper. Said, I, I was late when um, I finished it, so we're halfway there. That's what he said. He, well, I think, well, I think this movie established that, you know, Tommy used to work on the docks. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm late yeah, to the punchline. That's the first line that I'm disappointed freaking... myself. Come on. I'm sorry. You didn't speak <laughs> in either. You had yeah, a joke over the head. Oh, yeah. You... I got it. I just, I got it. But the How rhythm was just true? wasn't there to match you. Uh-huh. Oh, oh my God. you redeem yourself. Tommy yeah. used to work on the dogs. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so this movie takes place in 1990, a year after part five. So Jason has been dead for six years. Uh, this movie was released August 1st, 1986. The uh, budget for this movie was $3 million and made $19.5 million. Uh, in this movie, the movie starts out with Tommy is obsessed with making sure that Jason is dead. Um, so, yeah, Tommy is obsessed with making sure Jason is dead. And Tommy brings his buddy along with him and accidentally uh, he, he digs Jason up like a moron. And That's what I thought was stupid about this movie. It's he's, like, he has a psychological oh, no, disorder. Like, I mean, and he's you know, got to know. He's like, got he to see it through. Know that he's gone. Exactly. He's just the irony of this whole movie. Man, I, I gotta make sure. He well, yeah, I mean, come yeah, back. I mean, like, we gotta go out there and make sure he I doesn't mean, come back. Because the main reason he comes back. Well, well, yep. what, he spent the whole last movie thinking that he was back, and being buried is not enough for Thomas. Yes, he well, wants that body burned to ash. Like, like, absolutely, he's got to know. He's got to know. Tell me, baby girl, because he's got to know. Um, no. <laughs> So, so I mean, you know, if you when you look into Halloween in 2018, you know, Lori had to know where Michael was at all times. Like that was her obsession. And when you're, you know, when you're a victim of something traumatic, like you, you hide in your mind. Like, is this over? Is it again in that movie? He was the cause for his escape. <laughs> Bingo. Um, <laughs> One cannot so, live without the other. Clearly this plot doesn't work out. <laughs> but, yep. Good and yang, baby. Thank you. Exactly, Finch, my man. You know, what, what, in, in a yin-yang, which, which one's the part? Which one? Which part's white? Which, which part's black? <laughs> I don't know, but whatever that is, that's Finch and I right there, buddy. Oh. Um, um, but Tommy resurrects him because Tommy's a moron. Uh, the whole movie is basically no one wants to believe Tommy that Jason's back. Jason is killing people left and right. Jason is Frankenstein's monster, pretty much. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he he's killing people left and right. Right? There's there's Alex Cooper movie. There's a there's a chick that loves fast cars and thinks Tommy's cool. Um, wake up, Tommy. Um, <laughs> you know, and Tommy's plot is basically I want to take Jason back to where he drowned. He takes him back to Crystal Lake. He wants to change chain him to the bottom of the ocean. We get a nice final battle in this movie, and then we never see Tommy Jarvis ever again. Bad mistake for now. Bad mistake. Big mistake. Like. Um, he was he was the Go saving grace. Get, get into it, Brandon. Get into it, buddy. Get into so it. So he was the saving grace for the franchise, and then they just let him go. They give us that crappy movie in number five where he's where he's being traumatized by Jason. Totally freaking ruined Tommy. And then Real they Tommy. give him they give him that plot point where oh he's going to be a bad guy, and then in this one 
They just throw it all the way. They they redeem. They let him redeem himself, and then throw it all the way. They're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we're gonna have him save all the kids at Camp Crystal Lake, and he's gonna he's gonna uh, kill Jason. He's gonna take Jason out and have this great big final battle on the lake where they're just surrounded by a ring of fire, and they he freaking sacrifices himself and jumps into the lake with Jason and they drown together. Like, why Why throw that away? Why not bring him back? Especially if you're going to come back for number seven and then just change everything. Like, nothing even happened. Thank you. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, it was we'll talk about seven first thing tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> seven, seven. I, I'm, I'm very, I have very heated about seven. Well, it's the first thing we talk about, so you know we'll be good on time. <laughs> but yeah, keep keep going, buddy. Go for it. I, I, I want to hear what you guys think about. Uh, is there anything you liked about? Is there anything you liked about it? Okay, six. I, I well, like because it seems it seems like six pisses you off because of what gets you, what you get in seven, right? So six was good though. I mean, I I do like that they redeemed Tommy. I I like I like the whole final battle scene. That was cool. But I do hate that they threw Tommy away like that. And they only gave us three movies with Tommy, but then we get all these other movies that just don't make any sense. <laughs> oh, oh! Tomorrow's gonna be fun, boy. Tomorrow's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the fun movies. <laughs> oh yeah, so so much to say. Um, you know, these first six, you at least get somewhat of an order that makes sense. But then they throw it all out the window after. Oh, six. absolutely. Uh, anything more to say there, Dust? Nope, I'm good. All right, Dre, my very good friend. Uh, well, for my notes, I have uh, more Tommy, obviously. Um, you mentioned this, but I also have Frankenstein vibes. You yeah. Know, so you get that, um, you know, he comes back to life with through electricity, uh, through the lightning. And that kind of uh, becomes a theme kind of or a pattern going forward. It seems oh, like they kind of use that, like Friday the 13th, like picks up something and they're like, let's kind of keep using this. Oh, no, so they decide to change it, and then they change it again, and then they pick something else up, and they're like, let's keep using that, you know? So, exactly. you know, obviously in the next one, I think he comes back through electricity again, and then in the fucking <laughs> No, um, it's so much dumber. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they, he keeps coming back through electricity. Um, you know, this one, I like this one. Um, Tommy, you know, he was an idiot, but he redeemed himself. The the girl that's with him is pretty cool. Um, she's clever, you know what I mean. Like Bal- balances she's, them she's out. A good yeah, fit with Tommy. Like they work together really well. Yeah, the um, the sheriff though is a big dick, and he just like like bro, like this guy who's been through this. You know what I mean? I get it, but you know about Jason, bro. Like, come on. Give this guy a little bit of credit. But you, but you know have I mean? to remember that in a, this film, he was a nuts, Camp Crystal Lake I mean, no longer exists. They've renamed the county. They've renamed the camp because they want to get away from that history. So that's why, like, you know, when Tommy's, you know, coming in there, like, oh, he's back. He's back. Nope. Yeah. He's like, you can, yep. Yeah. He's like, you can rename it whatever you want, but it's going to be. Yeah. Isn't that the one where they have, like, the Jason hamburgers? 
where they're like at the and they're like making that's, cheeseburgers that's... that look like Jason's head. Oh, that's, <laughs> I thought it goes to hell. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the eighth one, I think. Um, uh, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Yep. Is it? Yep. Okay. Because nice. I thought it was the hunter nice. guy orders it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, I thought it was this one too. I thought they did it also in this one. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, I like this one. It's I seen an article that said this is the saving um factor for it was like the movie after, that saved the franchise. after the fifth one i, I kind of that, agree with that but, but then it's, to it's brandon's point um after this one it's kind of like they're just all over the place but yep they're all out <laughs> i mean but that's it for me do no. we still have brian Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so, so I, at, at, a, <laughs> at a horror convention, like a Halloween thing, I bought a, I bought a, like a poster that an artist did where it was an iconic Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, Hulk comic cover, but it was done as Jason Voorhees and Jason Lives. And it looks freaking yeah. awesome. And I don't oh, know where yeah, my no, wife put it. That was really cool. Uh, I don't know where my wife put it. <laughs> but I hope it's not ruined somewhere. You can show it tomorrow. I don't know. I'll try it. I'm trying to find it because it was on this table right freaking here. But I don't know. My, my wife's still doing the school. And she moved it probably <laughs> to do a, uh, some work. And I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Not yet. Uh, Dre, did you get your points in? <laughs> Trey, did you get your points in? No, Trey. Okay, so this film. All right, go ahead, Dr. I, like like Dre said, um, a lot of people say it was a redeeming point for the franchise. I kind of agree with it, you know. Um, obviously, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, you can just say, you I know, Pfizer retcon, it doesn't count. We're not counting it. Now, they took bits and pieces from it, because obviously Tommy is still in a mental institution. He just escaped. Um, but Brian, I'm sure you know this. You're big into the monsters. That's what you're about, man. The director, the director was inspired by Frankenstein. That's why, that's how they brought Jason back. Like Dre, Dre's already said it. I mean, they just, oh yeah, this, this look for me, this look for me, yes, You said this was one of the scarier Jasons. Uh, yeah, I think I think this yeah. is like one of the best looks for Jason in that movie. He's got he's not, got, yet, like, not yet, not yet. You're getting ahead of yourself. That's seven. He's full. This one full does he? I don't think he does. They show no. In this one, he has. He might have a little bit, but I think he's got more exposure in the well, next films. But I like I like the gloves. I like the utility belt. I I, I just I think dude, it's an iconic look. <laughs> No, Trey's okay. right. He doesn't. He doesn't show a lot of bones or anything. Okay. Okay. Um, he, he does have that utility. But yeah, belt, this though. this film you know, is pretty yes. good. Um, it could have done better because to Brandon's point, you know, I never thought of it until Brandon's brought it up. You know, does Tommy really get the satisfaction he was looking for at the beginning of the film? He didn't burn the body, but he's so convinced that if you take him back to where he died originally, he'll be dead forever. So it also makes me think, you know, yeah, yeah. But it also makes me think, though, 
why the lake? <laughs> why do you think where he died? Is there something about the lake? You know, it's referenced through all these films except for the fifth, fifth one. There's something about the lake itself. There's something about the land itself. It that's just my theory about it. Because let's um, there's been there theories like about Indian it, but like film wise, I don't recall them saying any like burial sites or anything like that. Um, but I mean, it's been theorized. Um, Brian, did you have something to say? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, I was just, uh, maybe King, uh, finish there. Um, well, okay. So I think what about for Tommy? Yeah. Taking him back to the water. It's like, that's where he died the first time. So I yeah. would assume like, I mean, it comes well, up in so other movies it's, that, it's like it, somehow water. Becomes it's his fear. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> so, well it's also kind of like, yeah, but it's also kind of like, you know, to, to dust we came from and dust we shall return. So, so I think Tommy's mind is, you know, what, what killed him the first time it was water it drowned him. So if I take him back to where this all started, but you know, to that that's same extent, maybe how I can defeat him once and for all. To interject for a second. I, I actually, I actually Parts, lied. Yep, I actually yep. like the Jason in uh, number seven better. That, that that's the more iconic Jason. I, I was I was okay. wrong. I got them mixed yep. up. The zombie. Yeah, look. this is the Jason that has like the rib showing and like his, his back's all ripped open and told. Yeah, that that's that's the good. No, Jason. I don't. Think too bad. He could, but I don't, seven. I don't he has an utility. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Look at no. Yeah, number so seven is number seven blood. is goes to hell, right? No. No, 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 no. That's Seven a new blood. blood. Uh, the one with the psychic. Or, 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 yeah, I remember I messed it up. Yeah. Yeah, where he faces Jean Grey. Yeah. So, okay. Carrie. So, why, Carrie. why the hell does he have this utility belt? <laughs> okay, and they're not that bright the for hell one in the film. And two, the utility gloves. belt he got from the paintballers and the oh. gloves he got from Tommy's friend at the beginning. Don't be looking at freaking fans. That's right. Look at yeah. actually. You got the glass from right. Tommy himself. Yep. Because remember, Tommy put him on to try to pull the the thing out of him. That's still a good fan art. <laughs> look at this figure. Look, no, just look like the fan a clip from the movie. Not fan <laughs> art, not action figure, not freaking Todd McFarlane shit. No. Look at, look at a picture from the movie. Okay, here, here. This is the actual costume from the movie. <laughs> Okay, there you go. He got he got weird looking gloves like Batman did, and when he originally started with the purple, uh, gloves. bright yellow gloves. Okay, okay, okay. Jason is maybe more little pledge. All right, he's he's got the gloves on. You know, he's gonna mop. He's gonna mop up stuff just to clean. You know, he's there's Superman on here. Back to your argument of like Tommy's thinking of, you know, oh, water is where he died. But if you think about it, this film starts to dab in the supernatural. This is also his birthplace. Water is where he died and also was reborn. Yes. So. So. This one, this one was a good Jason movie. Let's put it this way. So when you talk about this franchise, you got to look at it this way. There's the story aspect, and then there's the Jason aspect. This one might not have been a good story movie, I, 
I disagree. Fantastic. I, I think the story was good. There was some I think it was, especially for this time, this time frame where the company was going with it in the future, they finally said, listen, you know, the, the second film of Tommy Jarvis was not good by any means, but this is his third film. We should probably wrap up on this character, you know, move ahead. Let's see if we can get another likable character. Obviously we know how that went, but the film, you know, the studios were just like, you know, let's move on. We, you know, we got to eventually it's like, you know, Halloween all over, you know, we got to go on to something new, but they went, they went back to the fun stuff. That's, that's, that's what I like about this franchise. This franchise started on trying to make a mm-hmm. fun, a fun, gory horror movie. And mm-hmm. they, you start to see them start going back to those roots. Like they start getting more creative with Jason's kills and whatnot. Like, like I said, you gotta you gotta split these movies into. I think this good one story blends movie, in pretty well. Or is it good I mean, Jason? Movie? But like I said, the reason it blends in well for me is because now you're finally diving into the supernatural aspect of it. This is the first time. This is the first time we see any signs of oh, supernatural absolutely. abilities. Supernatural, you know, rising from the dead. You know, taking shotgun shells to the chest like three or five times and you know let's face it as before his resurrection if he was still a mortal human he'd be down on the ground you know probably bleeding out or you know pretty hurt but obviously now that the supernatural element has played in it does not stop him so at this point in these films the only thing that can stop jason from this point isn't any mama stuff i mean it could but they never explored it it's it's no it's no weapon it's you know there's no shotguns no no knives anything like that it's all at this point supernatural so when tommy takes him to the lake drowns him chains him up yeah uh, but his mom still has a, yeah has so i mean though. yeah you could i mean like i, mean, I said the, his mom you know him, we never know because they never explored it they just went back to the lake and then obviously seven when we talk about that tomorrow there's a lot to talk about too we mm-hmm. we see we see them mention his mom in later movies. I mean, they didn't do it here, but we we still know now, that Jason would do anything for his mother. Yep. But now I'll say Jason. this: he was, he was I do wish there was a scene that I wish they would have kept. It was the it was the um, grave digger. I can't think of his name. I know he has a name, but there was a original. Yeah, <laughs> there was original script. There was an original script for the Grave Digger to meet Elias, and Elias was supposed to be there just, <laughs> just looking over the grave of Jason. And it's it's been you know it's been you know talked about that Elias is pure evil, like there apparently he is pure evil, and apparently. The gravedigger was supposed to be killed by Elias, not Jason. So that's one aspect I do wish they would have kept because we finally would have got that other figure, and who knows what could have happened at that point. So, but <laughs> so I'm, I almost I almost don't have to talk because 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 Trey just takes I'm sorry, everything buddy. that was in my mind and my notes. And he, he's, <laughs> no, I, I, I like it. Yet. It's easy for me. I just, I'm just chilling. With my um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I love this one. 
I love it. And because, and I, I rank it very high because yeah, you get this Frankenstein aspect. I freaking love Frankenstein. Um, you, you know, it five was so bad. So to bring Jason back from the dead and have Tommy be responsible for it, like just wanting to end it all, but being responsible for bringing it back, that adds that adds guilt onto Tommy. But this dude is killing people once again, and it is my fault, and I have to end it completely. That did add story for me, you know that that I like because because the worst like with trauma and with dealing with horrible things in your life, like you know, I'm I'm someone that I'm someone that struggles with with depression a good bit, and and things that go in my head mm-hmm. sometimes is, you know, did, did I cause this, you know, mm-hmm. did, is it something <laughs> I did? And most of the time it is, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, but, but in some cases I, I didn't do anything, but when you're dealing, when you're struggling with things that are traumatic and, and trying to overcome things, you, you, you know, you think, did I cause this? And in this case, Tommy did, so, so that story aspect to try to end your trauma and to move on, but then bringing it back, um, as a, as a storytelling man, I, that's really good to me. And it shows, and in this movie, it shows Tommy having opportunities to be able to move yeah. on. Like he's getting a girlfriend now. He has a chick that likes him. You know, he's, he's. He's almost out of that mental Mm -hmm. institution. It's showing how Tommy can overcome this. But in essence, I'm still thinking about the past. You're bringing it back. And uh, yeah, possibly. Um, So so anywho, um, sorry, I got thrown off there. Um, So just deal, just from a story standpoint, I thought this was really good. It has great music in it. You know, it has Alex Alex Cooper just bringing in good songs at the right time. Um, the supernatural aspect, adding that Jason is this unstoppable monster for real. It 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 added that element before the Halloween movies kind of did too, and. I just I thought this movie was so cool. I thought the imagery was cool of of Frankenstein and just this unstoppable monster, and the, the final battle with with Tommy and the fire. It was over the top, but but it was like really cool. Like this movie knew what it was. It knew what it was going to be, and I I felt it was a perfect direction for where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Jason is now more than yep. a man. Jason is something. That never going to stop and this evil is never going to end and and no killer that i know that i can think of at, at that point was made unstoppable until that this movie and so that that i mean that made it that made it pretty dang freaking interesting and it was done pretty well having it be this zombie so i mean i i i really love this movie so, um, but as we know, 
<laughs> the uh, <laughs> the the next the next movie. Uh, everything everything changes with seven, as as we'll talk about tomorrow. So um, I thought I thought that I would wait uh, till the end of part two to kind of do the rankings. And I think I I might still do that. Um, but what here's here's what I will say. Here's I'll, I'll I'll reveal a little bit. Okay, so before I do the rankings, before I do reveal the the full rankings tomorrow, here's what I will say. Okay, so my apologies. Don't apologize for anything. I'll go into my uh, photo folder here. Okay, so James couldn't join us tonight. I really wanted James to join us. Uh, James is a co-host of the Krypton Report with Tyler. Uh, Tyler couldn't join us either tonight because he had uh, family obligations. You know, his kids are in the play. So uh, we missed out on those guys, unfortunately. And hopefully they'll join us on the Halloween episode. Because yeah, the Halloween episode, uh, Michael Myers is my personal favorite. He's Finch's favorite. I don't know, man. I'm torn um, between I him and Jason. Your I favorite really am, so. <laughs> that, yeah. Hey, man. Jason, I mean, uh, man, that's why we're doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite? Jason's favorite? my guy. That's why I had to be here. Jason's your guy. Uh, Jason. Why, <laughs> why Rush Combs like to be part of this because I had to talk about Jason with my buddies. My man. Thank you, thank you, friend. Thank you for being a part of this. Glad man. you made it, man. Um, uh, James absolutely loves Jason. Uh, James, unfortunately, couldn't be a part of this one um, because he's having some uh, video issues. And um, unfortunately, um, I am about 80% deaf. So I need a visual to see what people are talking. So that's why James couldn't be a part of this. And I'm really sorry, James. Uh, I wish I wasn't deaf. But... Um, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I really want James to be part of this and Tyler as well. Uh, uh, even though Tyler didn't see all the movies, Tyler, you know, what movies he does see, Tyler knows like everything about movies. So, but it is what it is. Um, okay. So James, James ranked going with number one. Uh, James ranked part one. Where the heck is it? James rated okay. part one as his number six film and the top one. He rated number six. Uh, James James rated part two as his number two film. Um, James ranks part three as his number 10 film. Uh, he he did part four as his number three. He did part five as his number eight. And he did part six as his number five. So James what, thought something was just what, a What was his part three? Oh, part four was his number three, yeah. Oh, I did say that. Sorry. Um, so See, it blows my mind on that because the things we've talked about with 10. it finally being the donning of his iconic mask. That's interesting, but you know, I, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I really want his opinion on this list. Like I understand mm-hmm. his worst, like his worst listed one. Mm-hmm. I, under, uh, I understand his best one, 
but it was this, all over the place, like, huh? You guys, when you send these rankings, like some of them, some of them were all over the place, uh, and it's mostly in the middle of the list. Like we, like there was some, there was a good agreement of like what was the best and what was the worst, but the middle part um, was was tough. Uh, unfortunately, I can't include Tyler's rankings because he didn't see all the movies. So it's not like a real honest ranking. So unfortunately, I can't I can't do that. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So Brandon, really, the first movie as the worst. He bold move, Cotton. He did. I did. And uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> it pays off. So here's why, though. Here's Excuse why. Me, though. Off, <laughs> here's, here's why. Uh, though. Here's why it's not why it's the worst for me. Based off my ranking, I had to put all the movies that didn't have Jason. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. I'm sorry. Extremely fair, my brother. Fair enough. That's extremely fair. Um, Honestly, now I would probably like if I could change it, I probably would put it over uh, part five. <laughs> yeah, and that would be the wise choice. So you put you put part, you put it over part five if I could change. It. You put part, you put part five as number eleven. I did uh, second to last. Um, and then he put part three was his number eight. Part two was his number seven. Part six was his number six. And part four was his number five. Yep. So Brandon likes the later movies a little bit better. Um, I do. Trey. Yeah, those, are, those are Jason movies in my opinion. <laughs> Tomorrow is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Well, I, I'm uh, excited for tomorrow. I can't wait to give my take on those movies. <laughs> uh, I I know t- tomorrow we have so much to say. Um, those those ones I hold I hold dear to my heart, so I have a lot to say on those. Yeah, i I hope uh, I hope we're I hope we're drunk enough. You know, uh, I, <laughs> we don't we all don't drink too much, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, say one for me, brother. Uh, <laughs> So, um, <laughs> Trey, Trey's list is pretty dang close to mine, <laughs> um, because he is a man after my own heart. He is a king. He, he's, he, you know, he's, he's my dog Brown. Um, <laughs> Trey voted, Trey's, Trey put the first movie as number nine, number nine on his list. He put the second movie as number five. Uh, the third movie he put is four. The fourth movie he put as numero uno. I did. My man. Put number four is number one. Well, listen, Final listen, listen. Back you have to remember. Talked about this is Tommy Jarvis. Put that as number one. Put, you talked about yours. Hold on, we can't. We can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. I I didn't say what my number one was. I do. Uh, I just said after what we talked about, you still picked that one to be number one. It's no, he, I mean, hey, it's, it's one of the best. Uh, uh, hold on. Sorry, I had a brain fart. I'm, I'm getting old, guys. Um, yeah, so number one was number four for him. Uh, number five was the worst, the worst for Trey. Uh, number five. And then number six 
Where the heck is it? Number six, he put his number three as his third best. Do we get Dre's? Uh, now my list here. I put... Uh, oh, no. I'm so sorry. Um, I, so I took... I, I'm, I messed up because I took... I took fin- So Finch didn't uh, just send it to me in a... Uh, I gotcha. In like a list... He just typed a list. <laughs> so I, I, I went. Sorry, uh, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have the list right here if you want me to read it. I got it, buddy. Okay. I, I, uh, I took it. <laughs> I took it and I put it in a letter box for me and I just wrote Finch as a note. Um, this app's awesome. Highly recommend this app for ranking stuff because it gives you a visual oh, of what you're... the heck you're talking about. Um, recommend it, Finch. <laughs> so, but you're a grown man. You do what you want. Um, so uh Finch put uh number two as as his uh number as his twelfth on the list is the worst of the worst, number two. Uh Finch put number five as his number eight, as eighth worst. He put the first movie as his number seventh worst. He puts uh sorry, uh, yes. Yes, two for okay. Number three, number three, he put as his number three. Number four, he put as his as number two, two best. And number five, he put as his eighth as, as number eight. And number six, he put as six. So Finch was kind of <laughs> like, uh, well, that's part three. I'll put that as three. Uh, that's part five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just messing with you, buddy. Um, so I'm going to, I'll, I'll send you, I'll put this all, I'll put all these lists. Uh, well, no, I won't share the whole list yet. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what that we're going to the next episode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So mine. So I put Friday the 13th original one is my number six. I put Friday the 13th part two as my number eight. Uh, I put Friday the 13th Part 3 as my number 5. I ranked that a little bit higher than 2. I put for the final chapter, I put as my number 2. Yes, put that as my number 2. And then I put um, Part 5 as the worst of the worst. That movie's movie's freaking trash. It's it's garbage. Um, (laughs) It doesn't have Jason in it. It's 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 just freaking stupid, um, and the best of the best. Okay, so me and you flip flop then. Put number six is my number one. Look at look at this guy. Brandon is dogging on us. One. See, I almost I put I put I put, I put what out of all of them? You put all, that, that is fine. I them, I, I, I will take that as an acceptable number one. At, wow. Because, 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 because see, wow. see, see for the final chapter was always my favorite, but then I watched Jason six after all these years. And I was just like, okay, this, this is giving me old school horror vibes. Cause it's going to be Frankenstein. So it's bringing me back to universal monster type mad scientist thing. Um, I like the guild of yeah, time bringing it back. I, Jason looked awesome. Like, just with the with the skeleton popping out 
and you know his Mr. Clean gloves. You know, I thought he looked awesome. He does look really good in seven. Probably the only good part of seven. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like I just I loved it, and I I just loved it because uh, you had a you had a solid protagonist and Tommy. It was everything that I personally needed because I like the good and evil. So that's that ends part one of the Friday the 13th. Brandon, show. don't be dogging on me on number one ever again. Uh, I, I can't wait to dog you on your number one. Hey, hey. This yeah, is, I'm going to dog you on my, your number one. Once you find out what my number one is, <laughs> then I'm going to go I bet your number one is the same as mine. I bet. Probably you. I, I think you probably all can guess who most people plays number one. Um, but we'll we'll get to it. Um, Once you find out what my number oh my gosh, one, I already know what his number one is. One I just want to say it, but I can't. No. Yeah, but my number, but my number one resurrected. My, my number one changed the formula. It, it we got a first go, actual protagonist, bro. Does it stand about? My number one is the cream of the crop. <laughs> Are we talking about Halloween uh, Resurrection? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, so we'll talk about the 45th anniversary of Halloween eventually. But I rank Resurrection hot. So, so Tyler and I like we went over all the Halloween movies a few years ago and stuff, and we're talking about it, took notes. Like Tyler doesn't like Resurrection. I rank Resurrection higher. I, was gonna, I knew he was gonna say Busted Rhymes. That's that's a classic right there. I I just I don't know. I just I Most like I, I just I like, like seeing I like seeing black people win. It's just it needs to happen. I want so to see him Hello Cool J. They need to come back for oh. we'll get into that. Hell yeah, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So uh Hello Cool J surviving shark. Buster Rhymes surviving Michael Myers. Whooped his ass. Well, Errol survived Michael Myers too, right? Or did he die? I can't remember. Um, I got to rewatch it. Um, and 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 Fred Thirteen Part Five. We finally have a black people, black guy survive, but maybe it doesn't count because it was a kid. <laughs> so so. And his uh, grandpa. His grandpa dies too. My brother gets killed on the shitter. That that his part made me sad. I was like, not oh, grandpa, yeah, man. Damn, his grandpa too. Black people get no respect in horror movies. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, has anybody seen the black? <laughs> no, I no, I want to review that with you. We'll get. To, we're going to do that. We oh, have to watch it first. Um, so. so, I want to. So, we're almost uh, at the two and a half hour point. So, um, we're, we went a little half hour over what I, th- what I thought. Tomorrow we'll probably go over two. But um, so this episode will drop at six a.m. on uh, Friday the thirteenth. Part two is going to drop Ooh. on the 13th hour at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Spooky. Time. Uh, See what you did there. So, so that we have everything in by uh, 13th. Uh, you can find Greatly Amusing on Facebook, uh, Instagram at Greatly Amusing, Look at TikTok. You I'm, I'm old. I'm trying to figure out these socials. You can find us on TikTok at Greatly Amusing. You can find it's, us on it, X it's Twitter. Twitter. but It's you know, Twitter. X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. <laughs> you know, Generation X, whatever. Um, you can email me anytime at gravelyamusing at gmail.com. 
And you, of course, can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, really anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Where, however you're listening to it right now is cool with me. You know, I'm just happy you're listening to it, guys. Listen and um, share. You know, stay Finch. tuned for BP and the Finch. That's going to come pretty soon. The dynamic duo of pop culture. We're going to talk about Spider-Man and Batman villains. Culture. Absolutely. And with uh, Doc Brown and the Mighty Ducks now. as part of that as well. Um, <laughs> so I hope... <laughs> I hope this... You above, brother. <laughs> I hope this episode thrilled you. I hope it horrified you. If nothing else, I hope you were gravely amused. Good night, everybody.